Welcome to r slash Entitled Parents, where a mother tries to get total strangers to watch her kids for an evening. Today, I, an 18-year-old male, went to a local outdoor gym. It's a fairly basic setup, a few bars to hang off, some planks to jump onto, and parallel bars. I like to do a workout after university most days. Today was no different. I got into my workout gear and ran from where I'm staying at the moment to the outdoor gym. I was the only one there when I got there, just like normal. Occasionally, there will be one other person. After about half an hour, a mother with a few kids came. The kids would be between three to five. They started playing on some of the bars and stuff, as kids do. I was fine with that. I just didn't use those bars in my circuit. While working out, the mother kept looking at me. She would have been mid-20s to 30s. After about 10 minutes, she came over to me and said, Isn't it a bit weird that you're using a playground like this? I was confused but responded, Uh, this is an outdoor gym. Well, you should go to a real gym, so I don't have to worry about my kids. This is here for the community. I don't have an issue with kids being here, but I find it kind of rude how you're asking me to leave. Well, if everyone is allowed here, how about you stop scaring my kids with your presence? A big guy in the playground is scary! What do you mean by that? Well, the way you're here, you probably touch kids. I really don't appreciate you throwing around BS like that. Wow, now you're swearing. Absolutely disgusting. My kids don't need to hear this. She then left with all her kids. <laughs> OP, you should have just looked at her kids and been like, nah, your kids are too old for me. Not my type. Our next Reddit post is from Ratitude. I took my kid, a seven-year-old girl, to an animal sanctuary. They announced that they would be feeding a baby sloth at a certain time. So my kiddo and I hit over to wait. My kiddo was right at the front, close enough to look the sloth in the eye. Karen was standing to the right of my kiddo. Her son, who looks to be about 11 years old, comes shooting through the crowd and stands right in front of my kid. My kid has a list of neurological disorders and can't yet navigate the finer points of social interaction, so she freezes and starts to tear up. I say, excuse me, you're standing in front of my daughter. The entitled kid looks dumbfounded, but doesn't move. Hey, buddy, could you please move to your right? You're blocking my daughter. Entitled kid decided to give his balls a tug and replied, So? So, don't be rude. Move, please. The entitled mother says in Hindi to the entitled kid, Ignore this stupid slut, son. I push my kid forward in front of the bratty kid, then quietly to entitled mother in Hindi. Auntie, this white slut knows Hindi. The entitled mother grabs entitled kid and hot foots it out of the crowd. Today's lesson, kids, don't assume someone doesn't speak a language because they're a different ethnicity. Our next Reddit post is from Jamaican Me Scream. I was traveling on a train yesterday afternoon back from seeing some friends. I was basically traveling the entire length of the route with a journey around nine hours going over 450 miles north, so a long time. I had a reserved seat for the whole journey, with the seat next to me switching from being reserved for some of the journey for an hour or two, then being vacant. At around hour six of my journey, the train was becoming very busy with families going home from day trips out. The next stop saw the person sitting next to me depart, and a woman who was looking and acting as if the group of scraggy students, like me, and families with little ones were far beneath her, got on with a woman who looked my age who were both looking around for a seat. The older woman, hereafter entitled mother, saw the space next to me and made a beeline for it, with the other woman, entitled kid, in tow. This is the conversation that followed. 
Hi, I think you're in my daughter's seat. Oh, really? I'm pretty sure this is the seat I reserved. Doesn't it say so on the display? The train I was on had an automatic display saying whether or not the seat was reserved. My seat said it was reserved from the departure station to my arrival, while the seat next to me said it next became reserved at a station about an hour away. No, the screen's gone off. These are the seats for me, an entitled kid. Now move. At this point, I got out of my seat to look at the screen, which still said it was reserved and quickly sat back down. Nope, it still says it's my seat. The seat next to me seems free for a while if one of you wants to sit down. Why can't you just move? We're probably traveling further than you anyway. Sorry, but I'm really not going to move. The entitled mother raises her voice to attract the attention of others. I can't believe you won't have the dignity to let me sit next to my child. She can't just go sit on her own. How old are you? 23, so probably older than you. You really should do what I say. I'm 21 and look it. Seriously? I won't move from my reserve seat. Your child is 23 and doesn't need to sit with you. I was feeling petty and so rose my voice to mimic Entitled Mother when saying this. That's it. We're getting the staff. I will not be spoken to like this by a child. With that, they both left the carriage, and I didn't hear anything from any member of the staff or anyone else, though a lovely little old lady who was sitting across from me said that she probably would have sworn like a sailor at Entitled Mother and Entitled Kid if they'd spoken to her like that when they'd gone out of earshot. The icing on the cake was when the train stopped about half an hour later, so two stops after Entitled Mother and Entitled Kid got on. I saw them both getting off and walking up the platform. It took everything not to give them a little wave as they skulked past. <laughs> Can you imagine a 23-year-old speaking to a 21-year-old and saying, I'm older than you, you should do what I say. Like, lady, you're 23. The world stopped working like that at age 8. Our next Reddit post is from Haz. My younger sister was diagnosed with cancer early 2017. As of now, she's still having treatment, and we're uncertain about when her treatment will end. Yesterday, she tried to walk to the bathroom from her bed. She slipped and landed awkwardly on her hand. Luckily, when we got it checked at the hospital, it was just a buckle fracture. It's not very serious, but it requires a splint. She didn't need a cast, and it was in her left hand, so I was happy with the outcome as it could have easily been worse. Anyway, later on that day, she was feeling a little upset and my mom went out to get all of us McDonald's. I was just spending time with little sister and helping her out with what she needed while mom picked up the food. Enter entitled uncle and entitled kid, around 8 years old. They visit fairly often and we're used to them arriving. Because of how annoying they are to little sister, I always keep my PS4, with games like FIFA and Fortnite installed, downstairs so any kids who visit stay away from my younger sister and they don't bug anyone else. The entitled kid says, Hi everyone! Me, surprised to see them, Oh, hi entitled kid, how are you? Okay, can I play on the Switch? The Switch is for little sister. It always stays in her room and she takes it to the hospital when she has to stay. Uh, that isn't going to be possible. Little sister hurt her hand and she can't be near people. Have you seen her splint? Obviously I saw the splint. Then you know she can't. And you also know that I have the PS4 with games you like downstairs. I'll be down soon and I'll play with you. I should add that I've bought PS4 games I never use for the purpose of keeping visitors away from little sister. 
Her immune system can't handle people visiting, but Entitled Uncle's family fails to understand. I prefer keeping them downstairs because it's less pressure for Little Sister and puts me at ease knowing she's okay. No, I want to play on the Switch with Little Sister. I then suggest for Entitled Kid to take the Switch handheld and take it downstairs. Entitled Kid then throws a tantrum. Enter Entitled Uncle upstairs to Little Sister's room. What did you do to upset him? I told him that he can't play on the Switch with Little Sister. I then told him to go on the PS4. Then I said take the handheld Switch downstairs. Are you really telling me that a splint on her left arm stops her from playing games? Me, slightly shocked, yes it does. Plus, she's tired from being in hospital all day, getting her arm sorted. Let her rest. I don't care if she's tired or has a broken arm. That shouldn't stop her from playing games with Entitled Kid. I'm just shocked at this point. Then, my mom arrives back home with McDonald's. To shut up Entitled Kid, I gave him my McFlurry and told him to stay downstairs and go on the PS4. Entitled Kid then did just that. I told him to load Fortnite on the PS4 and play it. His eyes lit up and there were no other arguments. We are still trying to recover from the scenario because Little Sister was left upset by what Entitled Kid and Entitled Uncle said. It's disgusting that their motivation to come to our house was to play on the Switch and eat our food. I don't mind giving them McFlurry. All I cared about was Little Sister being happy. Especially after hurting her hand and all the other stuff she's been through the past two years. Does anyone else feel like this kid who plays Fortnite is the perfect example of every single Fortnite player? Our next Reddit post is from Draven. Some context here. I host a weekly D&D game at a game store near my hometown. I'm friends with the owner and employees at the store and have been doing this for several months now. I run a fairly beginner-friendly game and we advertise it on the website and on signs around the store to get people interested. This has all gone pretty well so far and I've made some good friends of my regular players while having a large rotating cast of newbies that drop in and out of the game. Well, as I'm setting up for my game last week, in comes Entitled Mother and her three children, all aged between four and eight if I had to guess. Well, Entitled Mother has a quick chat with the owner as he points in my direction and she comes over to me. She asks if I'm in charge of the game night and I say yes, I am. She then tells me, doesn't ask, that her kids will be participating. I explain that I'm at table capacity for my game that night so I wouldn't be able to accommodate three more players. She says, that's okay, they'll just watch then. I say that's fine and explain the rough start and end times of the session and she nods absentmindedly while she scrolls away on her phone before sitting down at the table next to me with the kids. Well, about 20 minutes later, my players are all here and taking their places at the table. I'm not even halfway through my typical greeting and explanation of the game for that night before Entitled Mother has gotten halfway to the door of the game store. This is the exchange once I notice this. Um, ma'am, aren't you forgetting something? Cue me pointing to her three kids just sitting at the table half asleep at this point. I'll be back at 10 to pick them up. Just make sure they behave, alright? She's not even looking up from her phone, still walking away. I'm not a babysitter. You need to take your children with you if you're leaving. I have things to do. Just don't let them get into any trouble and they'll be fine. The owner, noticing what's happening now. No ma'am, we are not going to be responsible for watching your children for you. Please take them with you when you leave. Fine, I guess I'll just have to tell their father that day night is ruined. Because a bunch of effing nerds couldn't keep their eye on three kids for a few hours. Pathetic. 
The owner says, ma'am, there are children in the store, pointing to some of my younger players. And I'd appreciate you not using that language in here. I'm going to have to ask you to leave now. The entitled mother, turning bright red and grabbing her children, rushes out. Oh, F off, you butthole. Entitled mother then leaves, and I spend the next few minutes talking with my players about the whole situation before we get back into the game. So that was horrible, but on the plus side, I think I have an idea for an evil hag character my players can take on next week, lol. My name is Corinthia, and I demand you give your plus five sword to my precious halfling. Our next Reddit post is from Daroga Sarek. And for context, this takes place in a Subway restaurant. Today, a woman came in with her teenage daughter. I say hello and ask if I can help them. The daughter asks for the bathroom code so she can wash her hands while Entitled Mother stands in line looking at her phone. More people come in, Entitled Mother is still on her phone. This conversation happens while people are lining up behind her. What's the sub of the day? Roasted chicken. That's not what the sign says. It says either chicken teriyaki, ham, turkey, or... I cut her off. The sub of the day changes every day. Since today is Tuesday, it's roasted chicken. The daughter comes back and stands with her. Oh, well, that's really shady advertising. Whatever. I'll get two six inches of that. Just keep the meat off my daughter's side. She's a vegetarian. I ask the daughter if she wants me to make her sandwich first so I don't touch meat and then her veggies. She says please and tells me what kind of bread she wants. I make it real quick and she asks about a garlic sauce we have. She ended up liking it and wanted it for a sandwich. I want that for my sandwich too and chipotle and mayo. Okay, what kind of bread would you like? This is where Entitled Mother turns into a grunt. I was just about to ask you what kind of bread you have, but apparently you can't keep your mouth shut. At our subway, we do not have the right to refuse service, so I said, oh, I'm sorry. She throws her hands up in the air. Stop wasting my time. What kind of bread do you have? I tell her after she told me to keep my mouth shut, and she picks. I go put the garlic sauce on first. I changed my mind. Just the other two. She gets a smug smirk on her face. Get another piece of bread. So I do. Then she asks about the chipotle steak. I tell her I'm so sorry, but we don't have the steak at the moment. Why is it on the board if you don't have it? This is just ridiculous. Don't go promising things to people if you don't have it. The teen grabbed her mom's arm because by now the line was to the door and everyone was looking at her. She told her to stop. No, I am not going to be lied to like this. The daughter cut her off and said, This is why I live with dad. Just take me home. The daughter walked outside. Entitled mother looked at me, then the people behind her. She just asked for her sandwich to be wrapped up. She threw down 20 bucks and walked out with her two sandwiches, looking down. Good tip, at least. Update. She came in today alone with a big smile on her face. Ordered the sub of the day and told the manager, I didn't give her change, so this sandwich was free. Lol, nope. I already told my manager about her, and she said any change she leaves on the counter is considered a tip. My manager smiled and said, I've already heard from my employee and a customer what happened yesterday. You're not getting a free sandwich. Background. My company sets up a booth at a carnival and we engage several part-timers to assist the carnival. The part-timers are required to go around the carnival ground to distribute flyers, share information, and direct visitors to our booth. The story. On the day of the carnival, after setting up, I met up with the part-timers to prepare them for the day. 
Out of all the part-timers, only Entitled Mother was late. She mentioned she would be 15 minutes late, but it was closer to an hour. As we couldn't wait, I briefed the others and deployed them for the day. When Entitled Mother arrived, she had her kid in tow, five to six years old. Due to the job nature, we can't have her lugging her kid while working. Entitled Mother knew this. My husband couldn't handle the kid, so I had to bring her along. I can't have you working with your kid. It's not my problem. If you don't like it, get someone to watch over her. My colleague who was watching this unfold offered to watch over her kid. He was only required to help out during the start and end of the carnival, so was entirely free during the event. I thought all right, since he was free. I can watch over her, get her some food, watch some shows, play some games, but you'll need to pay me. Whatever, but I'm not paying you for your time, only for kid. He grins. Sure. I was flabbergasted. My colleague told me not to worry. He had a plan. Once Entitled Mother started working, colleague brought Entitled Mother's kids systematically through every single booth throughout the entire carnival. It was the kid's dream come true and, I believe, her best day ever. Whatever she wanted to eat, colleague bought. She saw a lot of shows and won many prizes. Since colleague had a staff pass, he didn't have to pay for the shows, only for the kid. At the end of the carnival, when we were clocking the hours worked, Entitled Mother had the nerve to insist to be paid full even though she was late for almost one hour. She said that because of various reasons, mainly due to her kid, she would have been early. She was ranting and I didn't really pay any attention, as I was tired and I don't decide on the pay. But it was about how I will never understand, as I don't have kids, and how she deserves it because she was a mother. My nearby manager winked at me and took over. He said he was very pleased with the day's sales and how we are very supportive of her and we should give kids the best. He told her not to worry about the hours she worked and Entitled Mother would be paid in full. After hearing this, not even a single thanks from Entitled Mother, she declared in a loud voice, at least someone understands. She had this condescending and victorious look on her face. Thankfully, it didn't last long. The sucker punch for Entitled Mother was that Entitled Mother's kids spent roughly a hundred bucks. And with Entitled Mother's pay at 15 bucks an hour for eight hours, that's $120. She made a whopping 20 bucks for the whole day. Colleague made it a point to keep track of the expenses, receipts, tickets, stubs, etc., and took tons of photos. Of course, Entitled Mother threw a fit, but with the amount of evidence and her daughter vouching for all the fun she had, Entitled Mother had no case except to yell, I'm not paying for this, grabbed her daughter, and stormed off. We look forward to payday when we issue her a check of $20 after subtracting the amount her daughter spent. Lady, don't try to scam carnival workers. They have a lot of experience dealing with clowns. Our next Reddit post is from Always in Pain. And for this post, it's important to understand that a Lilo is an inflatable mattress, kind of like you use in a swimming pool. The parents of a child whose life was saved by the RNLI after she drifted out to sea have sent the rescuers a bill for the seven pound Lilo. The girl had drifted out to sea on the inflatable and a 7,000 pound rescue mission was launched to save her. The rescue helicopter was even roped in to get the girl back to safety off the coast of Cornwall. But the heroic rescuers were stunned to be sent an invoice by the girl's mom and dad, Bristol Live reports. 
Mike Carter, president of the RNLI branch, said a rescue helicopter had to be used to save the youngster when she got into a precarious situation. A crew member then jumped into the water to save the girl, but left the inflatable Lilo in the water off Porthleven. Mike said, A family visiting Porthleven purchased a Lilo from a local shop and went to the beach. There was an offshore wind, and the parents immediately experienced their child waving goodbye as the Lilo went further and further out. The Coast Guard scrambled the SAR helicopter, which was soon on scene. The diver jumped from the helicopter and saved the child. He instantly put a knife through the Lilo to prevent any further drifting, and they were both winched to safety. After receiving the invoice, Mike said the rescuer replied, saying they would happily pay if the family paid for the cost of launching the helicopter. He said, two weeks later, the commanding officer of 771 received a request to pay an invoice for seven pounds the cost of the Lilo. The CEO wrote, replying, I will be happy to pay your invoice on receipt of payment for the helicopter rescue for 7,000 pounds. No response was received. <laughs> I love the image of the little girl waving goodbye to her parents on the Lilo as she slowly drifts away. I don't think this kid got caught in the tide. I think this was her escape plan trying to get away from her entitled parents. Our next Reddit post is from Dabbles in Irony. This happened a week ago and I've just gotten over the shock and finished giving my company statements. I work part-time in a chocolate shop and we give out samples to customers. On this particular day, the sample contained a hazelnut praline. Here in the UK, there's been a massive rise in allergen awareness, so we're all very well trained in advising customers. I'm working on my own in the store on a very quiet day. The entitled mother and annoying son, about four years old, walk into my store. Hi, can I offer you chocolate? It's a praline, so it contains hazelnuts and milk. The entitled mother takes the chocolate. I'll have one, but my son is allergic to nuts. Is there anything he can try? Now, even though it's not company policy, my store keeps an open box of plain dark chocolate to give to people with allergies because we like to be nice. I do have to warn you that everything may contain traces of nuts, but I do have some chocolates you could try with no nuts in the recipe if you agree. She agrees and I get the chocolate out. So far, so good. She actually comes across as quite nice. He greedily grabs two chocolates and she picks one up as well. I internally roll my eyes, but keep a smile on my face. He immediately spits it out and she starts to complain. What is this? This is boring and flavorless and disgusting. It's just our dark chocolate. It's the safest for people with allergies to eat. Well, I got a fancy chocolate and my son who loves chocolate got something with no flavor. It's like you're punishing him for having allergies. Give him something nicer to try or I won't buy anything from this company ever again. I spend a lot of money in this company and you don't want to upset me. He's screaming and jumping around over at our wall of chocolates and because he's young and can't read, he picks up a bar that contains nuts. Want this, want this, want this. Let him try this. Miss, I'm not allowed to open packets to let people try a chocolate and also... She cuts me off as I go to explain about the nuts. If you don't open it, then I will. She rips the packet out of the boy's hands. He's been screaming the whole time, and this just makes it worse. I panic. Miss, it has nuts in it. How dare you shout at me? You're just saying that so I don't open it. She opens the packet. 
You can literally smell the praline as she does, but she breaks off a large chunk of chocolate and shoves it into the boy's mouth as he screams and cries. The moment he tastes it, he stops screaming and starts happily chomping the chocolate, and she instantly appears to calm down. Her voice changes back to how she was when she came in, if a little more patronizing. See, that wasn't so hard. I'll buy this because he likes it, even though you lied about it having nuts. I've never seen anaphylactic shock before, and I thought it always happened instantly, so when he didn't swell up straight away, I assumed he had been lying to get a different chocolate. Entitled mom clips annoying son into his buggy, and then comes to the till to pay and takes a moment rummaging in her bag to find her purse. I realize the store has gone very quiet, and immediately look at the buggy thinking he must have fallen asleep. The boy's face is very red, and beginning to swell a little. He looks super disoriented and can't make proper sounds as his throat swells. I realize this is the beginning of an allergic reaction. Entitled mother turns and screams. Thankfully, I work in a shopping mall, so I hit our button that alerts emergency services to the store. In my panic, I just start yelling. Do you have an EpiPen? Entitled Mother is clearly in shock and just starts making this high-pitched whimpering noise and nods while pointing under the buggy. I stick my head out of the store door and yell for the responders. I'm pretty much in tears at this point. Thankfully, the mall responders arrive and take over. They're first aid trained and get the EpiPen. They also call 999. They administer the medicine and have annoying son laying flat until an ambulance can arrive. Entitled Mother is clutching my arm the whole time. I nearly feel sorry for this woman, until I remember that this is her fault. The ambulance arrives and takes annoying son and Entitled Mother away. I called my manager and she let me close the store until coworker arrives and I start giving statements to everyone. My company, the mall, the police, who has turned up with the ambulance. I got the rest of the day off and the next day off. Thankfully, Annoying Son recovered, so there is a happy ending. You know, I'm gonna be honest, I am completely shocked that Entitled Mother didn't blame OP for poisoning her kid and then turn around and try to sue the store. I think reading all of these Entitled Parent stories has given me a really dark and twisted view of humanity. Our next Reddit post is from The Fire Eagle. I'm at a city park with my kids. We've been to this park a bunch. There is this one spot where there's a rocky hill, all tree covered. Nice and shady on a hot day. There's a playground and a pavilion on the top of the hill. We get up there and I immediately notice loud noises and I'm having to step over cables and extension cords. Someone rented the pavilion and set up not one, but three bounce houses around it. Effing great. So I have to give the disappointing news to my kids that even though they're surrounded by bounce houses, they can't play in them since this is a private party. But they're free to go hit the playground. Everyone is cool. I sit on a bench as my kids go to town on a fake pirate ship when I hear, Hey! That's when Entitled Dad, doing his best to imitate the situation from the Jersey Shore, walks up to me and informs me that the playground is closed for a private party. I look at him and inform him that the public park does not close for private parties. And it sounds like he rented the pavilion nearby, which is fine. But that doesn't give him exclusive use of the neighboring playground. He storms off and returns with a rental agreement and shoves it in my face, telling me to get my effing kids and leave. 
Right, so rental agreement is very clearly for the pavilion. All for the grand sum of 35 bucks for four hours. How could any sensible adult think that $35 granted you exclusive use of a public playground? Moreover, why is it so important for you to have exclusive use of a public playground? I, again, point out to him that he rented the pavilion, not the park. And my kids won't go in his bounce houses and we won't go into his pavilion, but the playground is fair game for everyone. He begins hurling threats and I'm weighing just taking my kids and leaving to avoid this butthole. Then I decide I need to take a stand on principle. So I tell him to F off and proceed to use my phone to find the phone number for the park office. Our county staffs our park. During the summer months, they employ park rangers who have peace officer authority. I call the park ranger and tell them that there is trouble up at the shady playground and they need to come right away. Sure enough, as I'm getting off the phone, Dolph returns with two of his meathead friends to tell me that they're ejecting me from the park. No, you're not. And if you touch me, I'm calling the cops and pressing charges. No anger, no rage. With this promise of action, however, one of them kind of widens his eyes and steps back, saying to his friend, Just leave them alone, man. This guy, for some reason, does not want the police coming, and it's very obvious. The ringleader won't back down, however, and tries his best to get in my face, scream and yell. He grabs my arm. I remove his hand. All of this just as I see the ranger pull up, yell for everyone to step back from one another and come over. This smug effer shoves the rental contract into the chest of the ranger, telling him that I'm trespassing, and he rented this space for the day for his kid's party. Now, normally, I don't like posturing by law enforcement, but here, it was pretty amusing. The ranger says, touch me again and I'm arresting you. He reads the contract. This is for renting the pavilion. You have use of the pavilion, but the playground is open for public use. He hands it back. Also, your permit doesn't allow you to set up bounce houses. Where did you plug these in? The ranger follows the extension cords and sees that they ran them to the nearby public bathrooms. There was an outdoor outlet. It was locked. This dude cut the lock off so he could plug in his stuff. The ranger comes back with a broken lock. Did you cut this lock? Uh, it was like that when I found it. Really? Because it was intact this morning. So some random person cut this lock and you just happened upon it within the last two hours. Uh, I guess. Long story short, he let them stay and let them keep the bounce castles because he didn't want to ruin a kid's party. He wrote the guy a citation for the broken lock and the unauthorized power use and banned him from the park for the remainder of the season after the party. Amazingly, this entire event was lost on my children, who barely noticed anything was going on, likely because of the compressor noise. That was r slash Entitled Parents, and if you enjoyed this video, please subscribe to my channel because I put out new Reddit videos every single day.